It really pissed her off that they'd managed to find her again. She'd been furious since waking yesterday and had only gotten angrier as the hours passed while she made her preparations. She had forced herself to nap and then drove all the next night in a suitable car, rented using a very weak ID for one Taylor Golding and a recently obtained credit card in the same name. Early this morning, she'd arrived in the city she least wanted to be in, and that had turned her anger up to the next level. She'd returned the car to a Hertz near Ronald Reagan National Airport, then walked across the street to another company and rented a new one with District of Columbia plates. Six months ago, she would have done things differently. Gathered her belongings from the small house she was renting, sold her current vehicle on Craigslist, purchased a new one for cash from some private citizen who didn't keep records, and then driven aimlessly for a few days until she found a medium-sized city town that looked right. There, she'd start the process of staying alive all over again. But now there was that stupid, twisted hope that Karsten was telling the truth a very anemic hope. It probably wouldn't have been enough motivation on its own. There was something else, a small but irritating worry that she had neglected a responsibility. Barnaby had saved her life again and again. Every time she survived another assassination attempt, it was because he had warned her, had educated her, had made her ready. If Karsten was lying to her, which she was 97% sure he was, and arranging an ambush, then everything he'd said was a lie, including the part about her being needed. And if they didn't need her, that meant they'd found someone else to do the job, someone as good as she had been. They might have replaced her a long time ago, might have assassinated a whole line of employees for all she knew, but she doubted it. While the department had money and access, the one thing it had in short supply was personnel. It took time to locate, cultivate, and train an asset like Barnaby or herself. People with those kinds of skills didn't grow in test tubes. She'd had Barnaby to save her. Who was going to save the dumb kid they'd recruited after her? The newcomer would be brilliant, just as she had been, but he or she would be blind to the most important element. Forget serving your country. Forget saving innocent lives. Forget the -the state-of-the-art facilities and the groundbreaking science and the unlimited budget. Forget the seven-figure salary. How about not being murdered? No doubt the person now holding her old position had no idea that his or her survival was even in question. She wished she had a way to warn that individual, even if she couldn't spend all the time Barnaby had devoted to helping her, even if it could be only one conversation. This is how they reward people like us. Get ready. But that wasn't an option. The morning was spent on more preparations. She checked into the Bracegott, a small boutique hotel under the name Casey Wilson, The ID she used wasn't much more convincing than Taylor Golding's, but two of the phone lines were ringing as she registered, and the busy desk clerk wasn't paying close attention. There were rooms available this early, the clerk told her, but Casey would have to pay for an extra day, as check-in did not begin till three. Casey agreed to the stipulation without complaint. The clerk seemed relieved. She smiled at Casey, really looking at her for the first time. 
Casey controlled her flinch. It didn't matter if this girl remembered Casey's face. Casey would make herself memorable enough in the next half hour. Casey used androgynous names on purpose. It was one of the strategies she'd gleaned from the case files Barnaby had fed her, something the real spies did. But it was also common sense, something the fiction writers had figured out as well. The logic was that if people were searching this hotel for a woman, they would start with the clearly female names in the register, like Jennifer and Kathy. It might take them another round to get to the Casey's and the Terry's and the Drew's. Any time she could buy for herself was good. An extra minute might save her life. Casey shook her head at the eager bellman who stepped toward her, offering his services, and wheeled her single piece of luggage behind her to the elevator. She kept her face turned away from the camera over the control panel. Once inside the room,